We, we are living through some wild times. I got to tell you, we're watching a coup underway in America, in uh, Russia. We're watching evidence of a cover-up of Hunter Biden's crimes coming out after he gets his deal. Unbelievable. Listen, if you're watching the replay, skip ahead three minutes, jump through the countdown, watch the rest of the show. Um, give us a thumbs up, follow the channel. We appreciate it. We'll be back in a couple of minutes to, uh, talk about all this. that's uh 
so that we start with the correct scene and move on to the next scene automatically. Of course, that didn't work. What's up, guys? Alex McDonald in Atlanta. Diamond Dave Bowen down there in Florida. What's going on, Dave? How you doing? Good evening, Al. This is um, an odd time for us to be doing a show, but it's the TPS report for Saturday, June the 24th. Oops, series going off. 2023. It's good to be back. Boy, oh boy, we got some stuff going on, Dave. Yeah, we do. All kind of stuff going on. We'll say to our friends uh, later on in the show, but we're going to get started with what's going on over in Russia right now, what actually began yesterday and may already be over, but it, it looks like a attempted coup in Russia, Dave, by a organization, Wagner, Wagner, a, a mercenary group that's uh, owned and controlled by a man, Yevgeny Prigozhin. Is that how you say his name? Eh, I don't know. It all sounds like a sneeze to me. Y Yevgeny Prigozhin. So Wagner, I don't know. I, I mean, what do we know about these people? Think, um, think independent, think contractor, right? Think military contractor is effectively what this organization is, right, Dave? Yeah, they're mercenaries. Yeah. Um, without training. I, again, I assume without much training. There's a video. I watched a, a video today of this uh, Prigozhin fella in a Russian prison giving a pep talk to inmates to join his little army. Yeah. So it would appear that he's hiring criminals, convict, or at least convicts, to join this thing. What their level of training is, I'm not entirely sure. I know that we have military contractors here in the U.S. Um, I, I want to say BlackRock, but it's not BlackRock. What is Blackwater. it? Blackwater. Blackwater. Thank you. Um, and, you know, I know some guys have done some contracting work for them. And they were very well trained, but they began in the U.S. military and their careers ended at a, a contractor. So they had all kind of training. From what I understand, these Wagner folks aren't aren't that well trained. No, they're just Russian criminals that were promised to get out. If they can stay alive for a year and a half working for Wagner, then they get to go free. Is that what it was? Yeah. A year and a half as a military contractor and then they get to go free. Go free. Well, what, yeah. a, what a deal. A year and a half uh, committing war crimes, and then uh, then you're off the hook and you get to go. So let's go through a timeline of events. Prigozhin yesterday accused Russia of, of attacking his troops, right? Well, the defense ministry, yeah. Minister. Yeah, accused the, well, yeah. So he had accused the defense minister, the defense ministry of attacking his own troops, at which point he decided to turn his 25,000 troops, soldiers, mercenaries, on his own country and started a march toward Moscow. Is that, is yeah. that That's about it. the size of it, right? That's right. 20, and of course, we know it probably wasn't all 25,000. I imagine these uh, mercenaries are spread out in different regions, so I don't know how many he, he actually had moving towards Moscow. Uh, but let's assume it was actually the full 25,000. 
what were they expecting to accomplish? I don't know. <laughs> just, well, I mean, obviously, it makes no sense whatsoever. Obviously, they're expecting to to uh, overthrow Vladimir Putin in some way, shape, I, or form. I think they knew the whole damn time they're not even going to do that. I, I I tend to believe this is all for show, and it was a it's got CIA fingerprints all over it. What I think, and that's that's one of the themes we're we're leading to on this show tonight. Think about what's happened with Hunter Biden. We had news break about his um, charges, right? And then the submarine story really buried that. Yeah, swallowed up all the news oxygen. Yeah. Uh, yes. So to speak. Fucking Sorry, I didn't mean that. <laughs> I, re I really didn't. Unintended. It wasn't. I didn't, mean that. I didn't <laughs> it, notice it until after I said it. Okay. Yeah, it swallowed up all the news oxygen. That story implodes. And uh, that was pun intended. That story implodes. And then um, we get this, we get this story, this information, this data from House Ways and Means about Hunter Biden, which we're going to get into later, which comes to us after they've already announced his deal. They've already, deal's done. None of this information came out prior to the deal being done. Now it's coming out and it implicates Hunter, it implicates the president. It's, it looks bad. And then we, all of a sudden we get a coup in Russia. Now, normally, normally I would sit here and say, there's no way the United States manufactured a coup in Russia. Even though the United States has manufactured coups all over the world, right? But that's risky business in, in Russia, the former Soviet Union. And normally I would say there's no way this happened. But when you look at the path the United States has taken with this war, Dave, the fact that there was, there was a peace deal. It was drafted, initialed at least, by all the parties and ready to go, ready to be voted on, ready to go, until... Boris Johnson was sent there to kill it. Bojo. And we know he was sent there by the United States. Yes. Boris Johnson isn't going to go over to Ukraine uh, and, say, and say, we're not ready to peace for peace without the, without either the approval, the sign off or the bidding of Joe Biden of the That's American right. administration. This this smells like a U.S. op. Yeah, it does. Twenty five thousand troops. Normally, they would not even consider doing this unless they had the promise of some kind of backing, because you need some kind of backing to pull off a move like this. Especially those guys, because part of the problem he had with the defense ministry is why they got to a point of hate, hating each other so much to where the defense minister fired upon him was because they wouldn't give the Wagner any any ammunition. They had him on the front lines trying to fight without ammo. Right. Well, that, that, that's the so claim. So if from you're that. in a position where you have zero ammo, then suddenly you get fired upon. Now you've got enough ammo to go invade Russia or Moscow or what? Yeah. So... Just didn't, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. It makes perfect sense of a false flag. 
but and, that's the only way. Unless, of course, there was a promise of of some kind of aid, some kind of backing. Hey, if you do this, we'll equip you. Remember what we did with the Mujahideen? Yeah. A, a, a quid pro quo, so to speak. The very same thing that Donald Trump was uh, was impeached for. A that's quid right. pro quo. So they move, they, they move towards Moscow. They turn their attention off these mercenaries, turn their attention off of Ukraine, turn it back on Russia. They move towards Moscow. They march on a, a city called Rostov-on-Don, which honestly sounds like a, a little British town, you know, <laughs> Walton on woe, Rostov-on-Don. Um, with the Prozhogin at the time releasing a video saying they would blockade the area until Russia's top military generals came to meet with them. Would not want to be a citizen of Rostovan Jones then yeah, no with sure. all that going on. No kidding. Um, listen, I'm not a, I'm not a Russian historian, but I, I know enough about Russia to know that they don't they don't cave to demands like this. And we know exactly how they treat people that, that do things, that turn their allegiance away from Mother Russia. They're not treated kindly. Let's put no. it that way. But here's the thing. And this is, this is the really strange part. And I, I think this is... Um, Whatever. We'll, we'll talk about it in a second. But now, word out of Russia is that this, uh, whatever his name is, the Wagner guy, has ceased his attempted coup. He's, uh, he's halting his advance. Vladimir Putin initially said that he would be prosecuted like any other, any other traitor. Now they're saying that he won't be prosecuted. He'll be sent to Belarus, I believe it is. And that none of his troops or none of his mercenaries will face prosecution. And on its face, that kind of looks like Russia bargaining, negotiating. Which I would have sworn up and down would never happen in a million years. Well, I... There's a difference between them saying what they're going to do and what they actually do. Right, because I, I don't I, I think see, that man's safe. I can safe. see Pravda and Putin's uh, communication department saying, this is our comment on this, while Putin is in his office going, fuck those guys, I want their heads on a bike. Yeah, I think this uh, I think this Prigozhin guy, he's, he's not going to Belarus. No. He's he not going. If he does, it's in a box. He's not going anywhere. The second they get hold of him, this man's dead. Because you wouldn't, you wouldn't. If if you're a leader of a nation, you wouldn't want this person left around, right? No. We do that here in America. I mean, we don't necessarily execute them, but we we lock them up. Look at these January sixth protesters. They're being they're being tried for um, seditious conspiracy. And they're being locked up, some of them, the leaders at least, or the, the people that the government say are the masterminds behind it, are getting locked up for the rest of their lives, effectively. And let's face it, Putin doesn't want this guy 
in a Belarusian prison. Uh, bragging recruiting about how, him. He recruits it, in prison. Why right. would you put you put him where he can recruit he a brand would. new army? Get back out and storm back into Mother Russia and I'm take uh, take Putin. No, they're going. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just want to tell the audience, please uh, uh, bear with me. I'm sorry. I have Kermit inside tonight. Um, I can't let him out just at, at large at night um, because of the Bofu frogs. Look it up. Um, so he, I'm going to have to either stop once in a while and let him out, or you're going to have to hear me say hush once in a while, and I apologize. Yeah, no, all right. Um, yeah, this guy's dead. I think any of these mercenaries that aided and abetted him are most likely going to be dead. Uh, I don't believe we're going to see a January 6th style committee in Russia about this type of thing. No. I think it's just going to be firing squads and right. uh, boom, it's over. And now I'm kind of concerned what evidence they find when they start torturing these guys, which they will. They will start torturing these guys. What evidence they're going to find now of U.S. involvement in this. Yeah. Well, there's a reason why you never see people come out with books about how me and my boys almost overthrew Russia. You know, I mean, it's, it, <laughs> there's nobody telling that story anywhere because they're all dead. Right. So um, and and I'm sure it was uh, if, it, if it were a deal was struck or they had some kind of thing going with the CIA where they had some backdoor promises, only him or maybe a small few knew that. But then again, even if they, they come out and admit it, and then you know it makes say headline news that 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 the USA put them up to it, well, that just sounds like more Russian propaganda bullshit. Yeah. So they'll be able to they'll be able to play it off like that. Yeah. Rumpel asks, "I'm confused. What happened? Wagner was making a full advance. Did they surrender? So they've they've halted their advance. Again, based on the reports that we're seeing, they've halted their advance." seemingly in lieu of some kind of deal. Uh, a promise, I guess, Vladimir Putin's word that Prigozhin will not be punished for this. He will be exiled for this. And supposedly not to Siberia, but to Belarus. So that, that is the assumption I'm thinking that Prigozhin is working under. And then the promise that none of the, the Wagner mercenaries will be prosecuted. That's a lie. And so as of right now, supposedly the advance has halted. It's come to a standstill. I've seen no reports of trades I've seen no reports of people turning themselves in. I've seen no reports of an actual stand down or anything like that. I've just seen reports of them halting their advance right now. Why did they just give up, though, Rumpel asks? They didn't. They just stopped in a town to dig their well, own graves. Here's the thing. And this is, this is why I think they had the promise of backing. I think they went into this, and again, I'm purely speculating here, but I'm, I'm basing this on what we've seen in other countries in the past. Right. I think and there's a long litany of it, right, Al? Of, there's of this there's a lot of, there's a long history of this happening. Yes. They're promised something. They're told, if you do this, we will do, if you do X, we will do Y. A quid pro quo. They proceed to do X, at which point they're committed. And why never materializes? 
there is a long history of this happening. Not, not just from the United States, but all kind of people making deals around the world to, to try to uh, manipulate, you know, manipulate leadership in other countries. So I imagine that this was began under the promise of a, a benefit, right? Why? Then when the benefit doesn't materialize, the people actually carrying out these actions are probably going to pause, take stock, and say, well, well, bugger. That, that didn't, this isn't going the way here, we thought it was going C. to go. And so at that point, they, the self-preservation mode kicks in and they start thinking, well, what can we do now? And so it would appear that they've negotiated somehow with the Russians. I, I'm, I keep wanting to call them the Soviets. Still, it would appear that they've gotten into hard. some kind of barter, some kind of negotiations with the Russia that Russia has said will save Prigozhin's life and will spare his little army. I don't see any of that being a reality. I don't. Because if you're Vladimir Putin, or if you're any world leader, uh, dictator, dictatorial, similar to, to Putin, you don't allow your enemies to live. You can't. I think all these people are, are I, I don't know whether they're going to die, whether they'll all be sent back to prison where they came from. I'm not entirely sure. Prigozhin, That's why they stopped in that town to dig their own graves. Yeah, Prigozhin, I'm absolutely certain, will be killed the second he is uh, captured or turns himself in or whatever. Now it's all going to come down to who believes who. If right. Prigozhin believes Putin then that he's actually going to send to Belarus to be, to be able to live the rest of his life out, then maybe he will turn himself in and maybe this coup goes away. If he doesn't believe him, he has 20... He can use this pause to bring all 25,000 troops to him. Because I don't believe he has all 25,000 with him, but this gives him an opportunity to uh, to corral the horses, so to speak. Look, man, I've seen way too many mafia movies to fall for that crap. You know, come on down to Jimmy's for lunch today. We're going to make you a made man. And you walk in and there's, you know, and everything's covered in plastic. Yeah. But this so has this. That's what's going to happen to him. This really does have, like Dave said, this really does have or appear to have CIA fingerprints all over it. And I'm, I'm now a little bit. We know how unstable Vladimir Putin is. We know, he, he knows just as we know that this isn't Ukraine's war. This is America's war. This is Joe Biden's war. Yep. Vladimir Putin knows that. He knows who he's actually fighting in this war. And depending on what, what American fingerprints are on this coup will determine how Vladimir Putin responds to this coup. And that man is just not stable. No, he's not. And this is risky. And this is why I said, listen, I, I know I know we've done this all over the world, but this has always been considered too risky in Russia. Going back to the Soviet <coughs> Union. Yes, we turned people traitor to get information. But actually backing a coup was something America would never have ever considered in Russia, apparently until now. 
and I don't know what makes us think we're big enough and bad enough to do this. I don't think we are. I think it's just a little part to an overall bigger plan that basically goes, and here's my conspiracy theorist. You know me. You know me. Um, it basically boils down to the new world order and global economy. And this is just one more piece toward that. If you notice over the past two years, there have been an exorbitant amount of nuclear fallout drills going on in big cities. Hush, Kermit, quick. Um, uh, I mean, big time. They've been training, 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 training in all these big cities for a, for a, 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 a nuclear. Big. Uh, you're talking about big cities here. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So, we and, and to to expand on that, we have organizations like the uh, well, like the IRS, who are equipping themselves with chemical warfare gear. The IRS. Why would they possibly need that? And remember, in 2015, they bought up almost all the ammo in the country. Yes. Yeah. So they've been stockpiling weapons and ammo for a long time. Yeah, and. Yeah, it, it's it's conspiratorial, right? It is, but, but, but if it, you look at it as a piece to a larger right, picture, but, this is yeah, something it, that could it very raises easily valid questions. Well, why on earth would the IRS need chemical warfare gear? Well, because you know what, you still got to collect money. In fact, it becomes even more necessary to collect money under circumstances like that. Um, until we get our digital currency next month, Fed now, in which case it will be remarkably easy to collect money. They just do it with the press of a button. That's right. Um, and we know that Vladimir Putin, n- a number of times during this conflict, has threatened the possibility right. of going nuclear. So so odd how, how they had the two-year warning that this could be a very viable threat and to start preparing for it two years before any of this happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a remarkably unstable man. I guarantee you he's looking at this attempted coup from from the perspective of American fingerprints because he knows who's controlling this war. This entire war is being controlled by Washington. Ukraine has nothing. All Ukraine's doing in this war is embezzling money. I yeah. saw I saw a funny article from the uh, I saw a funny article from the Onion the other day that said um, Zelensky Zelensky is, admits he's already planned how to spend the next hundred million he embezzles. Um, because there's ample evidence that that's what. Zelensky and his cronies are doing. They're taking American taxpayer money that's being sent there to fight Russia, and they're they're enriching themselves. They're padding their own bank accounts. But America doesn't care if they get to destabilize Russia and potentially lead to the overthrow of Vladimir Putin. This has been going on for over a year now, and the call internally has not arisen to get rid of Vladimir Putin. And so what would the next logical step be? Find yourself an ally. Find yourself an ally that's willing to go do it for you. I hope I'm wrong. Because I, I, this, Me too. this does not bode well for foreign relations. If you know, if you consider what we have with Russia, that not killing each other with nukes is foreign relations. Yeah, and it doesn't bode well domestically either. Yeah, and as un- mad. as unstable as Vladimir Putin is, 
who knows how he's going to react to this? Who knows how he's going to respond to this? And quite frankly, whether it has American fingerprints on it or not, you know who he's going to blame. That's right. He's going to blame us regardless. Um, Which may be why we agreed. Yeah. You know, you're talking about the IRS and, and, and that maybe that's a good segue into story number two. Yeah. Well, real quick, what does Rumble ask? What does America get out of dethroning Putin? It's a very good question, because if you look at the people in the wings behind Putin, they are far worse. Yeah. Maybe maybe America thinks, though, that they're they're a risk worth taking because perhaps they view them as more controllable. Um, I, I would disagree with that. That's what we thought about Gaddafi. That's what we thought about Saddam Hussein, right? That's what we thought about Bashar. None of those things worked out and it's not going to, it's not going to work out here either. That's what we thought about Obama. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, when, when we learn that, that poking our noses in, where they really don't belong. There's no strategic, absolutely no strategic advantage to us whatsoever in being involved in this war. None. There's no national security reason for us to be involved in this war. There's nothing there that, in in fact, we've harmed our national security by being involved in this war. We've cut off our our access to energy by... uh, Our access to energy was never under threat from Russia, ever. But it dried up because of this war. So why are we backing Ukraine? This is, well, it's to get rid of Putin, but I don't know. Here's the thing. That's why I can't answer Rumpel's question. I don't know. I think we're backing Ukraine because they have goods on Joe Biden. They have goods on him being bribed. They have goods on him being paid. They have all. They have a. They have a. A, a file on him that a show dog couldn't jump over, and it's easy for him to take their side than Russia. And so that's why we've been sending them billions of dollars to keep their mouth shut. Which is a good point, and also probably, also probably why we just uh, just affirmed China's one China policy. Yeah. Because maybe the Chinese also have some they, dirt on oh, Biden, do. which is a great segue into our next story. The timing of this is convenient because some news broke earlier this week. Again, after Hunter Biden has already made his deal for his criminal antics, his tax evasion and his federal gun charges. You mean where you got time out? Yeah. Yeah, you guys, a little slap on the wrist. Actually, before we get into this, I haven't heard your opinion. What do you think of Hunter Biden's deal? Let's start with that. I think it was complete and utter buffoonery. I mean, I think I think they just don't care that we all know there's two sets of laws. One's for Democrats and one's for Republicans. And they don't care that we know. I think the whole Ways and Means report shows that. I think, I, I just think they don't, they just don't care. Right. They, they're, they're like, let's just do it, and and we'll have our talking heads say we're that that's wrong, and that's just where we'll stay. We'll stay in that spot. It doesn't matter if everybody on earth doesn't believe it. That's where we're going to stay, and because we have to do that, 
uh, to keep Biden, you know, able to run again. Yeah, it's it's in fact, it's almost like the elites in America have decided we are we are untouchable. That's right. And any and any dissent is a crime. In it fact, be dealt with. well, let's hear it from Merrick Garland himself, the attorney general. Documents. I certainly uh, understand that, that some have chosen to attack the integrity of the Justice Department as components and its employees by claiming that we do not treat like cases alike. Uh, this constitutes an attack on an institution that is essential to American democracy and essential to the safety of the American people. It's an attack on democracy, Dave. It always is. If you if you question the elites, if you question the bureaucrats that run this country, the attorney general is framing it as an attack on democracy, not a defense of democracy, not a a obligation of these organizations to be transparent and operate in daylight. It's an attack on democracy. And he's pointing at people like you and me. Yes. People that come on here and question these things and come on and say, wait a second, this is this is blatantly a two tiered justice system. It's right in front of our lying eyes. We can yeah. see it. You're spelling it out for us. And now we have even more evidence of it, Dave. After after Hunter Biden gets his deal, Houseways and Means have released some new information about the investigation into Hunter into Hunter Biden. And the obstruction of the investigation that was coming from all levels in the Justice Department. Let's take a look at some stuff here. They released, they released evidence that Hunter Biden was expensing, deducting on his taxes, Dave, his, uh, <laughs> his expenses for prostitution and, by the way, a sex club. Hunter Biden belonged to an exclusive sex club in New York, $75,000 a year membership fee. Of course he did. For this sex club. But and he can't he, pay for that baby in Texas. Right, right, exactly. Can't uh, can't pay for his child support, but he can pay 75 grand a year to belong to a sex club. This isn't in dispute. This is in documents that have been released from the investigation by House Ways and Means. They've been released because a whistleblower came to went to the government, went to Ways and Means, told them about all these whistleblowers from the FBI, from the IRS, from all all walks who have watched their organizations get corrupted by by this administration, by the bureaucracy that's that's inherent in these systems they've watched them get more and more corrupt so they came forward that's what merrick garland considers an attack on democracy and actually the, shedding light on criminal behavior and the house and ways committee uh, ways and means committee voted to release the whistleblower information because they heard the same thing from all three different whistleblowers from the doj from fbi and irs and and, and they're so there's so uh, 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 so much hubris involved in something like this. And again, because they're untouchable, they even named the operation. Mm -hmm. um, what was it? Uh, uh, delayed, divulge, and uh, 
deny. Delay, yeah, delay, divulge, and deny, according to the, according to the, and Danielle said he even got booted from the sex club for being a pig. It doesn't surprise me. Maybe, maybe even the sex club didn't tolerate minors, allegedly, according to the laptop. 75 grand a year for that thing and no money for stripper baby. No money for stripper baby. So he was, uh, oh, wrong, um, wrong source. He was, uh, he was being investigated. They, they had this kind of evidence that he was deducting expenses related to his hookers, related to the sex club, things, things that you should never expense on your tax, on your taxes, just in case you didn't know, don't deduct your whores on your taxes. It's only because he couldn't figure out a way that he didn't he didn't expense crack. Yeah. While this investigation was going on, though, there was an awful lot of uh, there was an awful lot of obstruction. According to IRS whistleblowers, DOJ tipped off Hunter Biden about a search of his storage unit. That was the divulge part. Yeah. Prohibited investigators from executing a warrant on Joe Biden's guest house and repeatedly prohibited charges from being brought against Hunter Biden. We'll talk about some more that, of those things in a second. That's the delay part because they wanted to wait till the uh, 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 statute of limitations had. Well, we'll get to let's we'll, we'll get to that. OK. But they're they're tipping him off and it, while under a federal investigation. The Department of Justice, Joe Biden's Department of Justice, is tipping off Joe Biden's son about search warrants that are to be executed on storage units and and at Joe Biden's house. They didn't tip off Donald Trump. Of course not. About the search warrants that were to be executed on him, but they they tipped they tipped that is That is felony obstruction of justice, and people go to jail for that. No, under under normal circumstances, people go to prison for that. Unless you're a Democrat, or at the very least, unless you know Joe Biden. Right. They also found evidence that Joe Biden knew what he's been denying forever. Joe Biden has said over and over again, I knew nothing about my my son's business dealings. He's the smartest guy I know. I kept out of it all. I had no knowledge of it whatsoever. They found a message, a WhatsApp message from Hunter Biden to to a communist Chinese party. We're going to look at some video in a second, but a communist Chinese party uh, official uh, Zhang, and uh, it said, I'm sitting here with my father, and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand, and now means tonight. And Z, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge that you will regret not following my direction. I'm sitting here waiting for the call with my father. This is a graphic they had up in the hearings. That isn't a WhatsApp message. I don't believe WhatsApp messages. I don't think are blue and formatted like iPhone. That was just set, set there for uh, for uh, 
for demonstration, but it resulted, according to this, within 10 days of Biden's WhatsApp message to the Chinese officials associated with CEFC, a subsidiary sent two payments totaling $5.1 million to accounts linked to Hunter Biden. Here's the details of those uh, of those deals. Excuse me just a minute, Al. I'm sorry. No worries. $100,000 $100, was immediately wired to, uh, uh, to Hunter Biden's law firm, Owasco. That is a direct payment to Hunter Biden's lawyer. There's, there's, there was no attempt there to try and hide that, shield that payment under layers and layers of shell companies that, like we've seen in the past, or like the evidence we've seen in the past of payments from, uh, from uh, Burisma, for example, to Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. A, a complex layering system that was, in fact, so complex that, that they bragged it will take 10 years for anyone to figure this out. This was a direct payment of $100,000 directly to Hunter Biden's lawyers. It was on August 1st, uh, August 4th, sorry. Then on August 8th, CEFC Infrastructure Investment wired $5 million to the bank account for Hudson West 3. These funds may have originated from a loan issued from the account of a company called Northwestern International Capital Holdings, a Hong Kong-based investment company identified at one time as having a, a, as a substantial shareholder in CEFC International Limited along with Yi. It's unclear whether Hunter Biden was half owner of Hudson 3 at the time. However, starting on August 8th, the same day as the $5 million was received, and continuing through September 25th, Hudson West 3 sent frequent payments to Owasco, Hunter Biden's firm. These payments were described as consulting fees, reached $4,790,375.25 in just over a year. There's that complex layering scheme we've seen in the past relating to these people. They all end up at the same place, Owesco. They end up at Hunter Biden's law firm, ready to be dispersed. X amount to Hunter, X amount to the big guy. We know wonder, that. wonder exactly what kind of consulting he did for the Chinese government. I, uh, I don't know. Consulting for the Chinese. I mean... Apparently, it's good, it's good money if you can get it. The, the interesting thing about this is that the media have started asking questions, Dave. I got a couple of, um, I got a couple of examples. I, you wouldn't expect this of the legacy media unless they knew there were a plan in place to dethrone Joe Biden and allow a successor to run the flag on his behalf. But let's take a look at some stuff. This is John Kirby real quick. This is, uh, what is he? He's the um, National Defense Administrator, something like for that. For the White House, I think, yeah. For the White House. So listen to what, uh, listen to how he answered these questions. Documents, their authenticity nowhere challenged. Uh, that included a July 2017 WhatsApp message sent by Hunter Biden to Henry Zhao, a Chinese Communist Party official which stated in its entirety, and I quote, I am sitting here with my father, and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. 
Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand and now means tonight. And Z, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father, unquote. So just a couple of questions about this. First, does this not undermine uh, the president's claim during the 2020 campaign and the reaffirmations of that claim by his two press secretaries since then that he never once discussed his son's overseas business dealings with him? No, and I'm not going to comment further on this. We're going to... James, James, let me just, let me save you some... Let me save... Let me save... Let me save you some breath. If you're going to ask about this, I am not addressing... I don't... I know you do. More than I'd like you to have. I am not going to address this issue from this podium. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. God. Okay. Keep in mind, Al, that's James Rosen, the reporter that Obama and Biden tapped his phones during the Obama administration, sitting at the second to the last row in that White House pool. And it's One of the not, only people that would ever bring that up. And, and here's the thing. Well, he, here's the thing. He's not. I've got another video to play. We'll look at it in a second. But here's the thing. That's the behavior of a banana republic di dictatorship. Absolutely. Evid evidence is found. And his response is, we're not going to address that. And then walks away. Have a nice weekend. And then walks away. What outlet does he work for? The White House. No, not, uh, not oh, Rosen. Um, Kirby. Um, I don't know where he is right now. But I, it's it's not a right wing. No. It's it not, never was. It was CNN It's not at the Fox time. News, right? He's it he's was a CNN member at the time when he got He's a member of what I would consider the left wing Marxist legacy media. As are everyone else we're about to hear from. When he walked away, Corinne Jean Pierre had to take the podium. Let's see how she handles these questions. And remember, this isn't just Fox News. This isn't Peter Ducey. By the way, where is Peter Ducey? But this isn't Peter Ducey asking these questions. These are people from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, the, the San Francisco Chronicle. These are legacy Marxist media reporters who have seen enough. They've seen the writing on the wall. The evidence is overwhelming and it cannot be denied anymore. And it led to this. And secondly, um, the president invited his son Hunter to the state dinner last night. Um, I'm wondering if you could take us into the thinking and decision making of why uh, the president decided to invite I, I'm just not going to get into family discussion, personal family discussion. As you know, Hunter is his son. I'm just not going to get into it. Let me ask it. you this. If, if Hunter Biden wasn't the president's son, would he have invited someone who had just reached a plea agreement with federal prosecutors? Well, two a, days a couple of things. Again, that's his son. It's a, he's a family member. It is not uncommon for family members to attend uh, events at the White House. You could look at past presidents. I'm sure you have. So that is not uncommon. Uh, as it relates to anything uh, uh, related to, uh, to Hunter, I'm just not going to respond to it from here. 
Can I follow up on okay. that? Okay. Well, I just called in somebody. Go ahead. Yeah. So, but I mean, so Kirby wouldn't answer James's question, though. Are you going to answer the question? Not a reasonable question to ask whether the President of the United States was involved, as this message seems to suggest, in some sort of a coercive conversation for business dealing by a son. Is that something? <laughs> if he wasn't, then maybe you should tell us. So that. here's the thing, I, and I appreciate the. Before, before I let her answer, before we watch the rest of this. Pay attention to the faces of the other reporters in the room and think back to how they reacted when Peter Ducey would ask a question and they would be mocking and they would be laughing and grinning and shaking their heads. Oh, I can't believe he's asking this. None of them are doing that this time around. They know this is the real deal. The question, I believe my colleague uh, at the White House Council uh, has answered this question already, has dealt with this, has uh, uh, made it very clear. I just don't have anything to share outside of what my colleagues have shared. Uh, and so I would refer you to him and the, D and the DOJ. Just not going to comment from here. I will, what I can tell you is I know that my colleague has dealt with this. He, he uh, addressed this at the White House Council. I just don't have anything else to share. In the I just, I just yes answered the no. question. I just answered the question. Yes or no, was the president involved in the I just shakedown attempt? Stephen, yes Stephen, I just answered the question. I just said, I just, this is, it's not up to you how I answer the question. I just answered the question by telling you my colleagues at the White House Council says, by the way, says this so-called servant of the people. It's not up to you how I answer the question. No, it's up to the truth how you answer the question. Almost cuss there. Apologize. Trying not to. You answer the question based on the truth. And she f she's refused to do that from day There's a There's a rule that you do not lie to the press pool from the podium. And she's done it every day in every press briefing she's ever held. Let's continue with this piece of shit. Has dealt with this, and I would refer you to them. Go ahead. Can you just remind us what your colleague said from the White House counsel so we have it? I would, I, would, I would refer you to them, and they will share their statement with you. Your statements from that podium, you've stated that the president stands by his comment from the 2020 campaign that he never once discussed his son's overseas business dealings with his son. And you stood at that podium yeah. and you reaffirmed that. Do you stand by your reaffirmation? I, what I will say is nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. And I will leave it there. Anything else, I will refer you to the White House counsel. See, and that's, when I say you don't lie to the press pool, that's a lie. We know things have changed. First of all, Hunter Biden's been, he's, effectively convicted of crimes. We know that for a fact he made the deal. We know that Joe Biden is implicated not only in this shakedown with China, but bribes, bribes from Burisma. So when she says nothing has changed, she's lying to every single one of us. Again, let's, let's let this video play out because it's funny watching her stand there and lie to us. This is not a change? I just answered the question. You asked, You just asked me, do, does my statement change? I just told you nothing has changed. That's answering the question. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Stephen. I'm calling on your colleague right now. Go ahead. 
Thank you. To, to follow up on my colleague, is there anything that she you... was she was so hoping for an out there, Dave. And then she thinks she thinks she's going to a safe choice. And the safe choice is, well, to follow up on what he was asking. You can't say with regard to this text message and what the president's son was alleging. Was the president there or not? I would refer you to my colleagues at the White House Council. They have addressed this, and I refer you to them. Go ahead. Karine, have you spoken to the president about this? Have you asked him whether he was there with his son on July 30th? This is not a conversation that I've had with the president. Again, I would refer you to the White House Council. Do you plan to have that conversation no. with the president? No. Did the president speak with the attorney general at all last I can't, night? I, I, I cannot say uh, if the president uh, had had a conversation with the attorney general last night. What I can refer you to is the White House Counsel's Office as it relates to the uh, allegations. Uh, they have already addressed this. This is something for them to deal with. I refer you to the Department of Justice on anything else if you don't want to speak to the White House Counsel's Office. And there was reporting earlier in the week that after the plea agreement was reached by Hunter Biden, that the president felt relieved that that part of it was behind him. Is that true? Can you speak to I can't to speak to that. I cannot speak to the president's mindset. So what lady, can you speak to anything? Right. What can she speak to? Right? She's supposed to be the conduit between the president and the people. And and everything she says is supposed to be the tr is is 100 supposed to be 100% the truth. And Alex, what we get just don't care. What we get they just from don't care. right, they just don't they don't give a shit. No. Is what it boils down to. This is what it looks like when the American media turn on a president. That's what it looks like. And these are the people that came. These are the people in the room. It's not It's not the likes of um, who's uh, old Shirley Temple on CNN with it, the Vanderbilt, not Shirley Temple, the Vanderbilt guy, Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper. It's not Anderson Cooper or the likes of Anderson Cooper that matter. It's these people in that press room that write the stories and shape the narrative and carry water for this administration. They've been carrying the water for going on three years now. And this is, this is it beginning to change. And it's changing in light of evidence like this. Dave, let's talk about statute of limitations. In a meeting on October 7th, 2022, not even a year ago, Dave, at the Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office, what, uh, what's his name? Andrew Weiss, Weiss who was uh, in charge of this investigation? Weiss, yeah. Andrew Weiss, sorry, was in charge of this investigation. He was investigating Hunter Biden. In order to investigate Hunter Biden's crimes, they had to follow the path of these crimes wherever they led. Naturally, some of these crimes led to D.C., because this is where Joe Biden is located. This is where Joe Biden's operating from. This is where Hunter Biden was operating from. At this meeting was U.S. Attorney Matthew Graves, appointed by Biden for that district that covered Washington, D.C. And Andrew Graves informed Attorney Weiss, Weiss, that he would not be allowed to bring charges in his district. Would not be allowed to bring charges in his district. Effectively ending 
any investigation into Hunter Biden for crimes that originated, took place in that district, Dave. In addition to that, let me go to the next one. In addition to that, these crimes, or at least the things they were allegedly looking into, took place in 2014 and 2015. There's a statute of limitations on those, Dave. How many years is that? Seven? I think so. Which would have but, expired in, in up, huh? yeah, which would the ones from 2015 would have expired in 2022. The attorney, the AG in Washington D.C., specifically denying them the ability to charge there. The IRS investigators believe was an attempt to run out the statute of limitations. Delay, divulge, and deny the statute of limit. I said statute of statute of limitations. This was a concerted effort by Joe Biden, by prosecutors appointed by Joe Biden and by the Joe Biden administration to obstruct a federal investigation into his own son. Now, I understand it. It's his son and he's the president of the United States. I imagine any parent would want to do what they could to avoid their kids getting into trouble. It just so happened that Joe Biden had the ability to violate so many federal laws in order to get it done. And he didn't have to. He could have just let nature take its course, let everybody do their jobs, and then commuted his sentence or pardoned him. Yeah. He could have, yes. And and trust me, Hunter Biden will receive a pardon. He's going to, even though he's even though he's pled guilty, he's still going to get a pardon for these crimes. You wait and see. But this is a concerted effort by this Justice Department to obstruct justice. And then Merrick Garland, the Attorney General of the United States, turns around and says that anyone that questions this is attacking democracy is attacking the the constitution is is i i don't remember exactly what he said i'm gonna i'm gonna go back and we're gonna remind ourselves now that we've seen the evidence we're gonna remind ourselves of what the attorney general the highest law enforcement officer in the land says i certainly uh, understand that that some have chosen to attack the integrity of the Justice Department as components and its employees by claiming that we do not treat like cases alike. Uh, This constitutes an attack on an institution that is essential to American democracy and essential to the safety of the American people. Effectively calling it an attack on democracy. If you're attacking an institution that's essential to democracy, then you are in fact attacking democracy. Does he think that those reporters in the press room asking questions, does he honestly believe that they are also attacking American democracy by simply asking questions? And it's a simple question. Was the president in the room? It was a shot across the bow so they don't keep asking questions. It was letting them know, if you do, we're going to call you extreme MAGA, you know, 
Republican supporters who who are an existential threat to the democracy of America. And if you're the president's national security spokesman and you will just walk away and refuse to answer that question, and then you're the president's press secretary and you refuse, there's nothing new here. She literally said there's nothing to see here, nothing new, nothing to see. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Yes. So, you know, just avert your eyes, look elsewhere. If you're that person and you refuse to answer that one simple question, what is the answer to that question? Yes, the president of the United States was in the room. He wasn't president at the time, but he was in the room when that shakedown took place. We, We have a Democrat party that impeached a president twice on... Much less. Evidence that was a hundred times more flimsy than what we have on Joe Biden. What we had under under Donald Trump were the words of discredited words at this point that the, we had illegal warrants, first of all. We had a uh, we had a dossier that was proven to be false. In fact, it was funded by Donald Trump's opponents. Every bit of it turned out to be bullshit. We had a we had a a, 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 a repeating, a highly edited and and completely fictionalized version of a phone call from Adam Schiff. That's right. That was entered into evidence. Yes. <laughs> Adam Schiff's improvised accounting transcript of that phone call was entered into <clears throat> evidence and used as evidence against Donald Trump. Unbelievable. And they impeached him twice. Here we have bank records. We have a money trail. Yes, it hasn't been finalized and no, the, the, at least the Burisma money hasn't been directly tied to Joe Biden as of today. I'm going to say this money for, from China, though, absolutely has been tied to the Bidens as of today. Well, and there's we, receipts. And while we don't have Adam Schiff's, you know, fancy Grammy or Oscar-nominated account of a telephone conversation, what we do have is the conversation itself. Right directly from WhatsApp. And I've told you before, don't use WhatsApp because the government has a backdoor directly into it. And in fact, that was one of the requirements of WhatsApp being purchased by an American company was a backdoor into WhatsApp. It paid off here. The federal, these investigators got the, got the actual transcripts of the actual messages. They didn't need Adam Schiff to concoct something for them. We have Hunter Biden's own words. And now yeah. we we have a national security advisor and a press secretary that can't even answer the question, was the president involved in this? We're about out of time, Al. I'm going to say... I'm going to say, Dave... Don't know if you agree with me. We'll find out. I'm going to say what I've been saying for quite a long time. Well, more importantly, what Danielle has been saying for quite a long time. Joe Biden will not be the man who runs for president in 2024. 
Totally agree. He's going to be Cuomo'd by his own party. He's going to be Cuomo'd by this press corps. And it's going to be, in my opinion, Gavin Newsom will be their chosen candidate. He will be their anointed. He will be the candidate that's anointed by superdelegates right. to run for president in 2024. I agree. Joe Biden's done. Joe Biden's history. He will never see any, t he'll never do any time for his crimes. He'll never be ordered to pay the money back. He'll never uh, get probation. He'll never have an ankle monitor. No. He's, he's not going to be hurt financially. He's not going to be hurt criminally because no. they don't want to do that to Joe Biden. They simply want to get him off of the campaign trail. That's it. Yeah. Donald Trump, they want locked up for the rest of his life. They want yes. him to see the inside of a jail cell. All they want for Joe Biden is to get him off the campaign trail. Here's the thing. What Joe Biden is being accused of here is a thousand times worse than what they're accusing Donald Trump of. Yeah. And I've said it before. I don't think Donald Trump's charges are going anywhere. I think that gets decided over a summary motion over the president's authority to declassify. And the courts have no choice but to side with the president. But it's never been tested. Never been tested in the courts. This will be the first time we see it. And I'm absolutely certain we're going to see it in this case with Donald Trump then that all goes away and Donald Trump will be left free and clear through the campaign and Joe Biden will be trying to dodge these allegations at every turn because it doesn't look like the Republican Party's letting this go, Dave. Right, I agree. Absolutely amazing that we go through four years of Donald Trump with everybody on the left panicking and raising hell about Donald Trump's threat to democracy. And yet we actually see who's selling out our country, selling it out to the Chinese, selling it out to the Ukrainians, possibly this weekend, selling it out to the Russians. The guy who was going to bring normalcy back. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I, I don't know that the CIA had their fingers in the coup pot, <clears throat> but I'm pretty certain the CIA had their fingers in the coup pot. And we may yeah. have, Joe Biden may have very well sold us out to um, Again. mercenary factions in Russia. Yep. Just, just another nation to add to the list of nations that have bought and paid for Joe Biden. Absolutely amazing. We're out of time then, Dave. Anything out? Did you want to, unless you want to keep going and talk about Danny Masterson. I do want to give a quick news report on that. Go on then. Let's uh, do I'll, that. I'll make it quick. Everybody well, knows. fill people in because I yeah, don't. I will. Yeah. I will. I got it. Okay. Uh, Hollywood celebrity Danny Masterson. You may have known him from uh, some movies. You may have known him from that TV show called That 70s Show. He was the kid in glasses with curly hair. Um he also is a Scientologist, um, and his family is as well. His wife, Bijou Phillips, his parents, his sisters, his brothers, they're all Scientologists, right? Mm -hmm. They go to they go to the uh, uh, Celebrity Center, and they do their thing, and that's that. Well, I, hold he, on, let, me, let me give a plug for something. Um, if you want to know more about Scientology, head over to our Locals page, and you'll find a video there that Dave and I did uh, all about Scientology, and it's, it's quite revealing. It's quite eye-opening. Anyway, sorry, Dave. Go
Go ahead. It's okay. And, and, and I'm just going to give you this because I've got another thing I want to talk to you about, about Scientology, another court case that we don't have time to talk about today, but I'll do it on another Saturday. But today I want to give you an update on this Danny Masterson trial in L.A. Superior Court. All right. He was charged for rape, three charges of forcible rape against other female Scientologists. Um, now, uh, this had already went to court once, and it was a hung jury. A hung jury is not like an acquittal or a not guilty to where you can't be charged again or it's double jeopardy. It's just we couldn't decide, sorry, try again another day. And that's exactly what they did. But the difference between this trial that just ended and the first trial where it was a hung jury was that there was this the 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 defense or the uh, defense uh, team for Masterson said, <clears throat> said, you know, if this was true, what these ladies are saying, and they were raped back between 2000 and 2006, um, these women would have been gone to the police before now. Mm -hmm. That opened the door to have the prosecution come in and explain why they did not go to the police. Because one of the policies inside of Scientology, and there's two golden rules. You never sue another Scientologist. You never sue another Scientologist, and you never report another Scientologist to the police. So these women reported it to their superiors who, and in Scientology, if something like this happens, a sexual assault, they look at the guy who did the assault, and they say, do you realize what you did was wrong? He says, yes. He, and, and, and are you sorry for it? He says, yes. They go, have a nice day. And then they bring in the victim, and they say, you have done something either in this life or a past life to deserve this. It's going to take years for you to dig down and do all these courses and all these this auditing to find out what that was. You're being demoted back down to level whatever and start over. And so they get all kinds of punishment and horrible things happen to them uh, uh, as the victim. So it's huge victim blaming here. Jesus. Well, since the defense opened the door to why they didn't talk to the police early on, um, that opened the door to bring in Scientology experts and things, right? To tell how they harass, how they intimidate, how they punish you and how they, the physical mental abuse that they put on people. Um, and all this was done to these three Jane Doe's. Well, the reason why the statute of limitations, which is usually seven years for a rape, it had expired in California, so they couldn't do it individually, but they could bundle them together and call it a pattern of forcible rape because, believe it or not, in California, drugging somebody and then raping them is not considered forcible rape because they're unconscious. So you didn't have to force anything. It don't even get me started. But okay. they, they bundled these three cases together of forcible rape, and they had to prove. Now, when you bundle cases like that that are individually and singularly out of the statute of limitations, you have to win the majority of the charges. So if there's 10 charges, you got to win six. In this case, there were three charges. They had to win two. If he's found on one count of rape, he walks. This trial just ended, and Danny Masterson was was found guilty of two counts of forcible rape. And in California, they both hold a, 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 a mandatory minimum of 15 years each Jesus. to run consecutively, not concurrently. So he's looking at a at at a, at a at a, uh, a minimum of 30 years in prison. By the time he gets out, it's going to be I'm in my 70s show. Let me ask you this. 
and you, you may be getting to this, I don't know. Is this common in that Scientology area? It, because it would seem to me, it would seem to me that's quite an incentive, not an incentive, but. If you know you can do it, just basically yeah. get off with a slap. Yes. Yeah. If you, you know, know you, you can do it like and that. get away with it, is, is this type of crime common among Scientologists? Well, see, we never really know because judges are really hamstrung as far as, far as how far they can wade out in the waters of, of religious ritual and, and policy. So they can't really dig into it enough to find out. But yeah, but, but ex-Scientologists say yes. In fact, there's been 15 others come out since that trial saying he raped me too in the same way. Really? One lady was in Canada, had no idea who he was, never watched that 70s show, never had an idea who Danny Masterson was, and was watching a movie, a face-off with John Travolta. And in that movie, Travolta playing uh, Nicolas Cage, because remember their faces are swapped, came out and found his daughter being sexually assaulted in in the car outside their house, and he beat the shit out of the kid, and the kid was Danny Masterson. Jesus. And so this girl looks up and goes, oh, my God. That guy is the one who raped me and drugged me at so-and-so's last year. And 15 others have come out and do it. Now, if the prosecutors in L.A. decide they can find out of uh, the, uh, the other 13, 12 uh, uh, accusers right. that one of them is worthy of tr- of trying and, and, and getting them in, they probably have to bundle them again to do it the same way because they, they're all out. Most of them are out of uh, a set statute of limitations. But... But if they can, that'll be strike three against Danny. Now you're talking life without parole. Yeah. Um, but right now, Danny Masterson is sitting in a L.A. County jail waiting sentencing, which happens August 4th, um, wearing an orange jumpsuit, belly chains, and flip-flops. And there's not a goddamn thing he can do about it. Yeah, I mean, it, as he's been found guilty, so as he should be. And the first thing they do when you get to prison is they want to see your papers. There's two reasons for that. They want to see your papers because if you got caught with 70 pounds of cocaine and you only got two years, they know you're right, it's already out. And they want to know if you're a rat. So they look at your papers and they're very good at deciding what happened because of what you were charged with and what you were eventually convicted of. Who, who, who are you saying wants to see the papers? Inmates. The inmates? Yes. Gotcha. And the second reason is to find out if, if you're an SO, uh, a sexual offender. Gotcha. And if you are... You are screwed. So now, now I've listened to several. So, so I knew, I knew that that was the case for for child, uh, child, you know, diddlers. I knew that was the case for them. That's the same. For, it runs uh, along the same reason why, Al. Because if it's old people, if it's women, if it's children, that's somebody that you, being a average sized man, can show your strength and and on and and force them to do things. Well, now you're going in a yard where you're the smallest little pussy in there, and there are real men in there that are strong, and they teach you a lesson about being unable to defend yourself in those situations. So he's going to have, and they say the only way he'll get out of this is if he pays rent. He meaning, is, um, yeah. Me, meaning that if he his people on the outside pays the boss man in the yards people on the outside. The boss man will keep them safe inside. Yeah. yeah. He case, is, um, and, and part of that rent is him being screwed regardless. Yes, yes. Because, he will be raped uh, and he'll have his ass whipped on a regular basis. Yeah, he is, he is screwed. Um, what is it, man? What is it with, the, 
maybe it's just the ones we hear about, but all these high profile Hollywood types. Well, it doesn't that make are, sense, uh, man. The guy had money. The guy was good looking. The guy had a job. The guy was rich. The guy knew all kinds of people. Why, why do you have to do that? Take to- a page out of Hunter's book, buy a hooker and deduct it on your taxes for Christ's you know? sake. If it's good enough for the president's kid, it's good enough for Danny Masterson. Good enough for that 70s kid. Unbelievable. All right. Let's, uh, let's so go I've ahead got and... another update coming for you soon about a civil trial against uh, Scientology and David Miscavige, the head of Scientology, as diminutive as he is. He's four foot 13 inches tall, but he's uh, they, there's some news on that. I'll hit you next Saturday gotcha. or next time I'm on. Danielle will be pleased to know that my Chinese shirts arrived yesterday. She will be even more pleased to know, Dave, that I washed the little kids' fingerprints off of them before I wore them. I actually the, but, the I buttons actually, are microphones and cameras. I actually put yeah, I actually put them through the washing machine before putting these on, Danielle, because we talked about child labor and stuff like that. I'm not a fan of kids, and I can't imagine all those little kids' fingers being all over my sexy new garments and Especially touching my grubby Chinese fingers and touching my body. So I had to wash them all off. Don't they um, eat with their hands a lot? Yeah, look at her. Yes and yes. Um, but yeah, that's that's the only reason. If I <laughs> thought if I thought they'd been made by normal people, I would by normal people, I mean adults, I uh, probably wouldn't bother washing them, but it's gross. But it looks good on you. It's a good looking shirt. Grody little kids. Um, Danny and I will be back here on Monday, 9 p.m. So come on back, tune in for that. Dave will be back here in a couple of weeks. Uh, I don't know what date that is, Dave, but it's uh, two weeks from today. Generally, we do this show, uh, Dave and I, at nine a at ten a.m. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll do the. I could if if we do them in the Saturday evening. I could actually get to a meeting on Saturday mornings. So uh, maybe. The eighth. I'll be back on the 8th. Back on the 8th. Maybe Dave and I will do our uh, Saturday evenings. I don't know. Tell us in the tell us in the chat. Tell us in the comments. Do you prefer Saturday mornings or do you prefer Saturday evenings for this particular Saturday show? Danny and I I think will be Saturday morning regardless because of Danielle's schedule. But um we'll see we'll see what happens. Uh that's it. Dave, thank you very much. I'll see you on no the problem, 8th. My man, thank you. And we'll see the rest of you Monday. We love you guys. Take care. See you later. We love you. Mm-hmm.